Blog Talk Radio. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. How can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, This is John Edward calling. So humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. You you're the best. All because right. just you are All so right. right. You're right on the team. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, Mm -hmm. the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it feels really good. Uh, May everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> One more. Okay. Please, want to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I was just thinking I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's uh, Tuesday, April 5th, 2011. Wow, time flies. Already 
Before we know it, April's going to be done and over with. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Michael Carbone, for those of you who are new to the show. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of my next guest. Just some wonderful meditation CD. Um, actually, I bought two from my store, and then they the, the case was cracked. So I said, well, okay, I'll have this for myself. And, you know, I like having one so people can listen to if they need to. And phenomenal meditation, like I told you before. But tonight she's here to talk about her fabulous book of Chakra Awakening. Hello, Margaret. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure being with you. So uh, tell everyone a little bit more about yourself. Ah, a little bit about myself. Well, I am a the owner and founder of the Crystal Garden, which is a gift store, bookstore, and spiritual center in southeast Florida. And I am a spiritual practitioner. I have a very strong affiliation with the aromatherapy world and uh, create a lot of uh, quite a few different sprays and mists and blends to help us have a happier, healthier life on all levels, mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. I am very much uh, loving to create guided meditation CDs, and more recently I've created a an affirmation CD called Think Good Thoughts, and I find that helps a lot of people. And last but not least, I'm the, an author now, a published author, and I am so grateful that the first book is done, and I'm already working on the second, actually. Oh, well, welcome to uh, the publishing world. Yes. <laughs> it's been a good experience with Llewellyn, I must say, so that's that I can say good things, only good things. Well, it's definitely uh, a wonderful book because they sent me uh, the uncorrected proof when they were, you know, finalizing everything, and I uh, got a chance to start reading it then, and then I got the uh, book that's uh, already out in the market, and, uh, you know, phenomenal um, read, and it's very uh, very easy and uh, very enjoyable and very informative, too. Well, good. I'm glad you you had a good experience with the book. Well, I had to rewrite, reread it uh, right before it went to the final press, you know. I sat with it, and it was such a different experience to see it in this format. And I thought to myself, Margaret, this is a good book. <laughs> so that's, that's good. It was getting ready to go to print. I better think that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you know, the last bit of say, oh, my God, this is terrible. But it's like, oh, this is, uh, you know, really fantastic book. and. You know, I take it with me, and uh, you know, when I'm kind of slow at my metaphysical shop that I have, and I sit there and I read through it, and you know, it's uh, very, uh, very informative, and even I learned quite a few things from it too. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes so me very what, happy. So, what made you uh, decide to write this book? Actually, my customers made me decide to write this book over the years. I have been writing my business I've had for 23 years. And uh, back in the day before uh, email newsletters, I was writing, um, you know, paper version. And I always created an article, an inspirational article of some sort. And it always came to me in a very um, divinely inspired manner. I felt like I had these muses that were bringing me wisdom and truth and 
So I would write these articles, and people would come to me and say, wow, where's your book? Do you have a book out? And I'm like, no, I don't. And over time, I realized, well, in a way, you know, over time, I've been writing a book, you know, maybe a six-year process. And then um, I actually what ended up happening is it evolved to the point that I combined a lot of the teachings uh, that came through those various articles and incorporated it into my Crystal Healer certification course somehow, and it became this book. Now, that's a very short version of how this all came into being, but essentially it's a combination, like I said, of those articles, but really also of the foundational teachings of what I teach. And what I now renamed the workshop is now called Chakra Awakening Workshop, but for many years, since 2001, it's been called a Crystal Healer Certification Course. Well, it's definitely so uh, very catchy for the uh, for the title of there because, uh, you know, a lot of people know that there is an awakening taking place, and so many people are wanting to know how to work with their chakras. Yes, and, and, you know, although it's about awakening the chakras more even more so, I feel like this book is about uh, providing tools, specifically tools that can assist in awakening consciousness, awakening awareness, being more conscious of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and how it affects ourselves and other people. And so it all melds together, hopefully, to help people gain confidence and more love in their life and you know, whether it's to have more prosperity or have more loyal friends, you know, just to live life in a spiritual manner. Like, I feel like they're teaching spiritual teachings for everyday living. And how can um, people, you know, uh, to want to go ahead and buy your book, of course, to get a lot more useful information, how can they start with a positive uh, thought to go ahead and help open up and um, and become more aware? Well, I guess first is deciding, making a clear-cut decision that you that a person that let's say you, you know, you being the big you out there, uh, for the listeners, um, first you decide that you want to have um, a better way of life. That you that if you want to find more fulfillment, uh, that's the first thing. So making an intention or affirming, I want to get clearer. I want to become more conscious, and just in that thought, creates. Uh, the ability to bring forth circumstances to create a happier, healthier life, an awakening of consciousness. So that's the first step. Um, to create an affirmation is to decide on what aspect of life you might want help with. So if someone needs more, uh, wants more love in their life, and not necessarily romantic love, just general, you know, loving friends and family is to say, in their consciousness, think the thought, I am attracting loving, or I already have, I have loving fam, family and friends. I have supportive people around me. Making those thoughts go on over and over and over in the consciousness to help basically replace the negative thought forms that are already in the consciousness. Does that make sense? Yep, makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, Lost my train of thought there for a second. I hate when I do that. <laughs> oh, that happens. Well, you know, while you're think, recapturing your train of thought, I'll, I'll mention, you know, I have these 
you know, I also created in conjunction, I self-published them, I created in conjunction with the book these angel gemstone oracle cards. And they're, um, you know, they're arriving actually. They just arrived in the port of Miami, and I'll have my large quantity of them in hand probably by the end of the week, just in time for the book launch party. But the whole concept is that same exact thing. Is like these cards are can be used for divination, for stone identification, but also to give a person a, um, you know, a positive thought. So I'm going to use an example. I just pulled a card while we were while we were while I was talking, and I pulled the blue lace agate card. So it shows a picture of the blue lace agate, and the the point is, do you feel like you are keep missing opportunities? Do you wish you to recognize opportunities when they knock? Have faith that that divine timing is playing in your life. Believe that you are always in the right place at the right time with the right people. Then the, you turn the card over, and the angel of divine timing gives you an affirmation, and the affirmation is favorable opportunities present themselves to me in many ways. I recognize these opportunities and follow through on their promise. I always seem to be at the right place at the right time, and I enjoy the benefits of divine timing. Well, statements like that and descriptions about gemstones are throughout Chakra Awakening, as you know, because you've read Chakra Awakening, I think, at least three-quarters of the way through, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I've been and reading so you, through it all the time, and it's, uh, yeah, with the crystals and all, and with the affirmations. So I and, find that that's, help, that's like a helpful way to combine the world of positive affirmations and the color and the crystal together. And then, and, and also one can add another layer to it by adding the uh, olfactory nerve into the into the equation and adding an aromatherapy scent to go with it. That was going to be my next uh, question about aromatherapy. Um, what is aromatherapy for those who aren't sure about it yet? Okay, well, aromatherapy, from the way that I look at it, is the use of medical-grade or therapeutic-quality pure essential oils. That means that the essential oil really comes from the actual plant. It's not just a scent. It's not one of those Glade plug-ins. It's like a real, a real essential oil, and these actual essential oils have chemical components to them, just like a, a medicinal herb or a plant. And, and because it is, it's, it is a plant or an herb like lavender or rosemary or um, lemon. And because the scent works with not only your actual physical body, um, but also with memories that it connects you to times and places of the past perhaps, it can help to either realign or awaken a memory so that you can clear something if it needs to be cleared. So, for example, if you if you smell the scent, um, I'm going to make, uh, I will say lavender because that's familiar to a lot of people. And maybe lavender to one person brings back really fond memories of their grandmother because grandma, grandma always had a lavender hanky and, uh, somewhere on her. And um, and when they smell lavender, it brings that feeling of safety and security and knowing that you're loved. Well, then using that in an aromatic, you know, like in, in daily life can help a person with having self-confidence to know that, that basic survival needs are being met, that those basic needs of being loved by family, core issues, then that can help one 
be prosperous, be productive in society, to develop good relationships, and and so on. And it can go on and on. You know, like I could do this for almost every essential oil because each one of them helps you with something in your life. But lavender is also really good if you have an insect bite, a cut, or you need to calm down and relax and have a good night's rest. Okay, so uh, lavender is pretty much uh, a good all-purpose um, essential oil. Lavender is. I, you know, I think I even have it in the book as a. And if not, I'm telling you, I believe that lavender is the scent. Like, if you could pick only one essential oil and that's all you could use, I would pick lavender because you can use it neat. It does. In other words, you don't have to uh, put it in a carrier oil. It's a good one to have in your pocket purse or first aid kit because it's good for burns and cuts on a physical level. It helps with disinfecting and, and um, you know, being um, even a, a little bit of an insecticide in, in some way. But, but also it has such a calming effect on the body, and that in itself is good because when we're relaxed and we're at peace, then we uh, more often than not have very good health when we're in a peaceful state. So what would be um, another good uh, essential oil to, to help people open up spiritually? Well, frankincense is always a good one for spiritual connection. Um, that has, uh, it also happens to be good for the respiratory system, just as, a, as an aside, but frankincense has been used um, also even in the, in the churches uh, if, if people are connected with um memories of good experiences with their churches. Um, it brings uh, an awareness to the third eye area, the third eye center. It helps one maintain focus, and it's very beneficial for meditation and connecting with guides and angels and higher consciousness. Okay, that's a good one. I, I like the smell of frankincense, too. I do, too. It is one of my favorites. So what got you into, um, you know, into the metaphysical? What got you started in it? Well, uh, well, back in the early days of my life, I always had an interest. And whenever I had a to write an essay or some kind of a, um, report that was where you could choose your own subject. I always seemed to gravitate toward the the metaphysical subjects. I would write about dreams and the meaning of dreams, and you know, do my research in other words, and then write my essay or on astrology and uh, understanding the maybe a little bit from a paranormal standpoint, but more of some basic self-help type metaphysics and the power of positive thought. But more so than anything, I was blessed with a mentor at a young age, um, my friend Vic, and he was a very close family friend. I would consider him like an uncle. And he brought me the awareness of Dale Carnegie and Edgar Cayce and... Also, um, even a book that was my favorite, The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. And those books and those teachings and even Silver Mind Control he taught me a lot about when I was really young. 
And um, that was a foundation as well as my mom was a strong influence. Um, she had a, she was a prophetic dreamer, and I seem to have taken on some of that um, quality in my life. I've noticed I'll wake up knowing things and or have an experience in a dream, and then the next day it will play itself out. And not necessarily in a super-duper, oh, I'm so psychic kind of way, but more so in a just an easy flow of the day and helping life evolve kind of a dream. But also, we also were encouraged, uh, my mom encouraged us to share our dreams upon waking, which just cultivating that in one's life is a beneficial way for personal self-development as well as awakening consciousness, but even more so with my connection with the angelic realm. Uh, because of a life circumstance with um, and my mom and dad losing one of their, they had, had carried a baby full term, and when he passed, which was before I was born, they considered that my my what would be my older brother, Albert wasn't like an angel, so I grew up thinking that one of my relatives was an angel. I really did. I was, I mean, that was just normal. It was like Angel Albert, you know, your your baby brother. He he felt like a baby brother because he always maintained that baby energy in our in our lives. That I was like, I had a relative that was an angel. So having such a strong connection with the angelic realm really helped. So that was through Catholicism as well as with my connection with the angels through that circumstance and my sister. My sister was very strongly um, connected with angels, and so she would um, remind me that the angels were always watching over me and protecting me. And so my connection with the angelic realm never faded, never waned. It was I was lecturing on angels in the early 90s when I first opened my store, uh, colleague of mine had a um, the, a job at Barnes & Noble and she needed a speaker and I started lecturing at Barnes & Nobles about angels, just in general. I didn't have a book out or anything. In fact, there weren't a lot of books out on angels at that point, just more encyclopedic or more religious type books on angels. So I guess that's an overview and then after the stock market crash of 1987, the um, banking industry catapulted me out of the corporate world and in what evolved into the crystal garden. And that's when I really developed my metaphysical and spiritual nature, met meeting with and being trained by many medicine men and women and um, spiritual teachers from not only this country, but from all over the world. So that really helped with providing me my um, foundations that was a very long answer, wasn't it, Michael? It was a very informative and uh, helpful answer because then it gives people an idea of, uh, you know, more information on who you are and where you're coming from. Okay. So you've had a, a very interesting uh, history there. Yeah, so, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say it seems to, like it was feels very destined to do this work. Yeah, it does feel uh, good when you finally take that leap of faith and um, and go ahead and just follow what the angels and guides are telling you to go ahead and do. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I have quite a few listeners who are wondering also, what exactly are the chakras? Ah, very good question. The chakras are energy centers 
of our body, and when I say body, I'm speaking of four bodies. Uh, there are probably many, many more, but the ones I refer to are the mental body. And we know we have a mental body, even though we can't see it. We know we have it because we're thinking all the time. The emotional body, and we know we have we can't see that either, but yet we know we have an emotional body because we certainly have feelings. The physical body, we know we have that because we're, we're that's the one thing that was not hard to remember. And the spiritual body, so the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body. And so what happens is, is these energy centers, which have been described for many thousands of years and ancient texts from more of the, you know, the ancient Hindu and Chinese texts, these chakra centers, these energy centers are spinning wheels of light, but more specifically energetic, luminous energies that are make up a rainbow body that we really are. So many of you may have heard of the aura. Now, I'm sure at this point most people know about the auric field. And our auric field simply is made up of our chakras. That's what makes up our auric field. That's what makes it the various shades and colors and rainbows that we are. And so if you wanted to see your aura, there are often people who travel with their digital aura imaging camera, and you can take a picture of your energy center. I love that they can capture that. And so that way, you, or energy centers, I should say, and so you can see what your general aura looks like, but more so is to becoming conscious of or aware of how these energy centers hold and store information and belief systems, belief systems that we were, were instilled into our, into our consciousness as we grew, as we became, became socialized. Um, and even prior to that, how we have this information stored within us, even perhaps from past lifetimes, which is why sometimes we come in knowing certain things or uh, having certain talents or having certain interests or fears or paranoias. I mean, it goes all different ways. Is because we could have that brought through from another lifetime or two and we'd come, we've come back to release what is maybe stuck or challenged in our energy body so that we can evolve our spirit, evolve our soul, and improve our, you know, experience here on the planet and the planet and also the experience of all our loved ones, you know, all the people that we interact with. So the chakras can do quite a bit for our bodies then? For our, definitely. And I believe that all... Um, illness or dis-ease starts first in the mental, emotional, and spiritual body. And by the time the symptoms present themselves in the physical body, that perhaps there's um, something that needs to, it just, there's no way that it's going to get resolved unless the physical body gets ill. And perhaps the person will go then and search out why a certain thing has occurred. I don't know if that just made sense, but I feel like there there are underlying or original causes of when something happened in one's life that needs to be released or or, or taken care of and acknowledged. Okay, and those uh, they can help out with the uh, the chakras too, then. 
yes, all the way around. The whole thing is about really becoming. So as you understand a chakra, let's say, well, let, I'll use the solar plexus for this express, this uh, example. The solar plexus is um, just above the belly button and below the heart center, and it's the place where we hold our um, and store our self-esteem, self-confidence, our courage, because it takes a lot of courage to be self-confident and to be all that you can be, to shine your light magnificently. And it also is the place where we could, on the, on the um, let's say, out-of-balance condition would be where we would hold our depression or, you know, being depressed or having a paranoias or lack of, when I say paranoias, I guess that's not really the right way to say that, more so our lack of self-confidence. So what we want to do is to shore up our energy at the solar plexus because um, almost everyone has somewhere in their life where they may lack a little self-confidence. And uh, through many private sessions that I've done over the years, plus the numerous workshops, and, and uh, lectures I've um, facilitated, I have found that uh, almost everyone, like, really has a challenge as far as self-esteem. You'd never know it. You wouldn't, like, look at someone and say you, could, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell, but it often gets revealed. So, one, we get to an understanding that maybe the person next to us who may be acting like a, snob, let's say we're perceiving them acting like a snob or they're very quiet or very whatever, and we're making assumptions about them, well, in actuality, it may be that they're just lacking self-confidence. So that may help us from a heart center or a heart chakra standpoint to have more compassion and kindness because we have an understanding not only of ourselves but of how another person may be, be challenged. So instead of automatically taking it personally, we have an opportunity to understand another person a little bit better. So through understanding, we have some mirrors that may be going on around us. In other words, reflections of, of things about ourselves that are happening uh, and, and are in our consciousness, but also the opportunity to have compassion and kindness to another who otherwise we'd be just making major assumptions about. And all that are all these teachings are within our own energy centers and our own chakras because we can, if we understand what various chakras have to do with and what colors they have in our life, what, you know, because every chakra has a color, then perhaps we can not only improve our own personal self-esteem or our own personal spirituality, but also assist others in their life without proselytizing, just just being there and having compassion and holding a space of love. Did that just all make sense to you? Oh yes, yeah, that made a lot of a lot of sense to me and all. Um, so it's a big old energy center then. All different energy one, centers. Yes, they're all just different energy centers, but, but when they combine together, it makes up the whole auric field or the energy body, as well as the physical body. There's also this energy body around us. So you know how you uh, interact um, with other people. And when you first meet them, you either have a very good feeling about them or perhaps it's one of those situations where you, where you immediately are repulsed by them. 
Now, they may not have even said anything. You haven't even really been introduced, but there's a vibe that's coming off of them, and we know that expression because we've probably said that. It's like, I don't know why I don't like them, but there's some kind of vibe coming off of them that I just feel like I want to run the other direction or I don't want to interact with them. What we're doing is we're psychically or intuitively, um, another way to put it is um, like through psychometry is called, we're picking up the vibrations of what thought forms, what consciousness is going on in that person's energy field, which is made up of all their chakras, so all their thought forms. So when we sit next to another person, we're in that person's energy body where we can feel their feelings and think their thoughts and hear what they're saying without them even saying a word, and that's because it's all through psychometry that we can pick up what's going on with that other person. And then that's why we either really are attracted to them and we have a charismatic feeling towards them, or we're just repulsed by them and we don't want to have anything to do with them. And it may not be that they're a bad person, it's just that their vibration is such that it's just not cohesive or harmonizing with our energy field. And how does color um, affect our energy field? Our uh, energy centers, the chakras, each have a color associated with it, um, as was established by ancient texts. You know, this is not anything really new age or anything like that. This is old information that's been around for quite quite a few years. And so the, the, the root chakras, the red vibration, the uh, navel chakra, which is just below the belly button, is an orange. The solar plexus, as we mentioned, was the yellow. The heart center is green. The pastel blue is at the throat. The indigo at the third eye. And then I'll what I consider a golden white light at the crown chakra. And the crown chakra is also enveloping the whole head, sort of like a golden globe. Now, because each one of these chakras is automatically has a definition to it, so like yellow we mentioned, it brings up more joy and enthusiasm and self-confidence. Yellow will correlate automatically if you have yellow flowers, yellow clothing, a yellow crystal, a gemstone, that is going to help you with your self-esteem, your self-confidence, just by the nature of the color. But then you add to it a positive thought or an intention to that gemstone or color that you know that you're wearing your yellow shirt today because you are intending on having self-confidence. Well, every time you look down at yourself and you see yourself in the yellow, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm wearing my yellow shirt because today I have confidence or let's say a red shirt because you need to have a lot of energy and endurance for the day. Well, the red, the red at the root is a, is a, a color for vitality and life force and for even the ability to um, make money and have uh, everything you need in your life. And I could go on and on and on about that, but then you might not want to read the book because I'll tell you everything that's in the book. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't want anything. We just want a little bit of teasers here. I couldn't resist. So that's like that gives you an idea of how color can affect us. There are many ways. 
Okay. And what about like, uh, you know, like the phases of the moon and all? Does that really um, have an effect on us? I believe it does. In fact, I actually um, often, if I'm in town here and my, you know, right here in South Florida, I often offer full moon drumming circles and new moon crystal singing bowl meditations. And the reason that I do that is I want to help people awaken to the consciousness of the moon cycles. We so often forget to pay attention to the sun above us and the earth beneath our feet and the cycles of the moon and the stars. And the moon energy uh, affects us on our emotional body. There are 13 moons. And every 28 and a half days, we have an opportunity to revisit our goals and our objectives. It's like the new day. It's a new beginning. And we have that repeated over and over and over again for us every year, every month, every 28 and a half days, and even every day because we get to wake up every morning and start again. And so each day we practice and each day we get better. Likewise with the moon cycles, and um, there's a lot of information about how the moon affects us. But the for the new moon cycle is about new beginnings, and the full moon cycle is about seeing the full light of our our um, maybe our goals, let's say, coming to to fruition. Okay, so we have a, this is a good time right now then for new beginnings. Because we're just going into, we just got done with the new moon. Yes. Yes, we just uh, had one on Sunday. So we're still in that new moon vibration. We're in the very beginning cycle of this moon. So it's a good time to set intention. Like for the next 28 and a half days, I'm going to focus on, and then you fill in your blank. What are you, what are you focusing on? It's now the, now's the time. Oh, okay. And... Uh, another very because I've I've been getting into working with crystals, and uh, you know you have a lot of information in the book also about crystals. How do how do those go ahead and affect us? Well, the way I like to look at the gemstones and crystals and rocks, which are all used interchangeably, all those terms, is to use gemstones as a tool for focus or amplifying your intention. And in the case of carrying a gemstone, which is one of my favorite ways of working with a gem, or wearing it, you can wear it on your physical body by in jewelry or in your pocket or in your briefcase or in your pocketbook. And by carrying the gemstone, you know that you have that in your possession in your energy field and you picked it out with an intention of let's say to bring more um, better communication in your life then every time you see that gemstone remember that you have it on you or touch it it will bring your intention of what you do want in your life what you do want to manifest or to become a reality versus what you don't want in your life So let's say you are, hmm, say you are trying to manifest more money in your life because a lot of people are always trying to do that. So let's say that you set an intention with a green adventuring gemstone or a pyrite. Those are two gemstones that would work for that or even emerald. 
you would pick the gemstone, say, I'm going to carry this today. I'm going to carry this emerald with me today. And I'm going to, every time I touch it, I'm going to remember I'm prosperous, I'm a good business person, or I have the wherewithal to create more income in my life. And the more that you focus on that and hold that in your intention because of the color and the general meaning of most of a gemstone, it's like historically been known for that, then that will help you attract to you. It's working with the law of attraction. Attract to you what your heart desires. So they can really um, change quite a bit in your life then. I think so. I, you know, my it's been, become evident for me that, you know, I I used to carry a lot more rocks in my pocket, so to speak, <laughs> for many years, and um, that's how I got to know the gemstones so well because I worked with them, and I would pick out some stones for the day. It's like, hmm, which stones do I want to carry? And then when you're go as you're throughout the day and you put your hands in your pockets and it's like, oh yeah. I'm carrying this rose quartz to be kinder to myself and to have just to attract only supportive, loving people in my life. And then, sure enough, because you're thinking that thought, that's what becomes manifest. That's what that's what you attract. Because the universal law is is whatever you're focused on, whatever energy, whatever thoughts you're sending out, that's what's got to come back to you. It's it's like what goes around comes around. So what you send out has got to come back. So if you're sending out thoughts of peace and love and wealth and happiness and joy and peace and more peace, you know that's what's going to happen. That's that's and but if you're going to focus, if a person wants to focus on other things, I don't even want to say them because I don't even want to think about them. Then that's what they're going to attract even more of, and it will amplify and amplify until you change your mind. You've heard the expression, when you change your mind, you change your life. Or when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That was before Wayne Dyer. He got that from somebody else. It might even be from ancient texts, that those phrases. And that comes from the power of our thoughts and the basic universal laws. So, And uh, crystals don't need uh, really much to work with them. I mean, it's not like, you know, you have to really do a lot of work to, to care for them. No, I really don't think so. I mean, there's, like, you know, a lot of different theories on it. There's a lot of different books on the subject. And there's a lot of different authors' perspectives on what stones are good for what and how you use them. And from my perspective, I look at them as simply a tool, as a, as a tool for uh, personal self-realization, for self-actualization. It's not like a person can pick up a rock and say, oh, because I'm holding this stone, I am now, you know, uh, have the best relationship in the world. No, you can pick up the stone so that when you're holding the stone, it reminds you that you're working on your relationship and what is it going to take to be mindful to make the relationship better. And then your attention goes in that direction versus always complaining that your relationship isn't good. So, the stone is simply a tool, just like you would use a hammer to drive a nail into a wall. Works much better than if you're using your hand. If you use your hand, it gets bloodied. <laughs> so it just—it's something. It's just an opportunity to use something that's going to keep you on 
on target, focused, in alignment with hopefully your highest good. Again, what you do want versus what you don't want. And crystals can help uh, remove, you know, keep the negativity away from you also? Yes. And, and a lot of the reason that they do is because of their color, but also because if you're carrying, let's say you're choosing to carry a black tourmaline, which has historically been known as a deflector of negativity, or a black jet stone, a jet, which is uh, actually, interestingly enough, is, fos- is um, fossilized char- uh, coal. Uh, or a black obsidian, those are all known as deflecting uh, deflectors of negativity. So you decide, okay, I'm going to carry this because I want to keep all negativity away, and I only want goodness in my life. And so that day that you carry it because your intention is only, you know, I don't want anything negative, I'm really focused on the positive, that's what's going to happen. And, and then because our belief system is so strong with that stone, that if you left it home on a day that, and then something, you know, happens that is on the negative side of life, it's not that because you ha- didn't have the stone. It's because maybe you weren't as mindful about what you do want and <laughs> that you want to keep the negativity away. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And what, which ones would be good to bring in, uh, you know, just in general positive? influence in or into people's lives well i i like you know always my favorites are all of the quartz family so i like the clear quartz because that carries a full spectrum of light and is very easily programmable like you can charge it with the intention and simply by holding it and deciding i'm going to carry this stone to help me uh, be kinder to people today. You know, it's all personal self-improvement as far as I'm concerned. And so it's like, okay, this is what this is going to amplify that. So I would say clear quartz would bring more uh, positive energy. I like to use rose quartz because of the loving vibration. And if we can stay focused on love, then everything else seems to fall into place as far as I know, as I've realized. Green aventurine, which is uh, somewhat in the quartz family, it's got quartz components to it, is very good for prosperity and abundance. Citrine, which is actually yellow quartz, is really good for high self-esteem, to raise one's self-esteem, to help us to feel safe enough or courageous enough to be all that we can be. And amethyst, that's my other favorite, which is also a purple quartz. It's a quartz in the quartz family. And amethyst is a good stone for transforming and transmuting negativity, but also as a reminder to uh, that we can transform anything in our lives if we just put our mind to it. We just decide we want it to change. Now, is amethyst also good for healing? It is good for healing specifically for that reason because it helps to transform and transmute. So um, it's it's like the remover of obstacles. It's sort of like good old Ganesha, the Hindu deity. It removes obstacles. And again, within because we're holding the intention that that's what it's doing, but it helps to trans transform negativity around us. So it doesn't necessarily it may not deflect it, but if we already have negativity in our lives. Uh, whether it's our own thoughts, our own inner thought forms that are being repeated, 
or because somehow we've attracted some negative people in our lives, it either helps them to kind of swirl out of our lives or they change. And that's always an interesting thing to observe with working with amethyst or the color purple. I've just worked with the color purple from time to time where I've enveloped, I've imagined myself enveloped inside of a, uh, um, an amethyst gemstone or a swirling energy of purple light. And by keeping that intention around me, it has helped me transform or transmute negative situations. Okay, and you said uh, earlier too that about programming. What's uh, programming of a crystal? It's where you hold it with the intention of what it is that you want to achieve while you're picking that gemstone. Now, I had the good fortune of being able to get some training from Marcel Vogel when he was still on the planet. This was in about um, a, maybe in the year he actually passed away, I think it was, around 91 it was. And um, he, Marcel Vogel is, was a senior research scientist with IBM for uh, over 27 years. He's the inventor of some really phenomenal um, inventions that we use on a daily basis in our lives today, things like liquid crystal display and what else did he have, um, magnetic disk drives and uh, phosphorescent paints. So I really respect him as a scientist, and he was able to bring the world of scientific knowledge and crystals together because he repetitively did many experiments to show how thought pulsed into a gemstone can help create a, a situation. You know, like so with the, in the case of, and, and be, the, because he was able to prove this scientifically with various equipment, one of them being radionics equipment, he was uh, able to come up with a very important, easy, no-cost way of clearing and programming crystals. So first of all, it's, it's, it's holding a crystal in the left hand or one, uh, whichever hand. It doesn't it, it really, I'm not sure if it even matters. But he always would say you hold the stone in the non-predominant hand and then make a cross current with your predominant hand. Or it could be vice versa, but basically it's, it's having both hands on it. And then when you clear the stone, you're holding the stone in such a way that when you do so, you pulse your breath onto the gemstone with the form, thought form to clear it, to clear it of anything that's not for your highest good. And then you rotate the crystal so that you're charging each side. So on a quartz is a six-sided crystal in its natural form. So you would only need to move, turn the crystal three times to actually clear it because you're holding it with, you know, in two locations on two facets. So, and then when you, uh, because of this pulsed breath, um, you didn't have to burn sage, you didn't have to do the hokey pokey, you didn't have to put it in the sunlight for 24 hours and then in the moonlight for 24 more. It just It's just in the moment, you quickly clear the crystal, and then you can recharge it, and he would suggest programming it with love and well-being. Not so much I want to marry so-and-so or I want so-and-so for my boyfriend. Not a give me a million dollars. Charge it with love and well-being and program it for that. And then you may then go further from there and make a definition of 
what you would hope for, if it's for the highest good of all, what are these other components that would bring you love and well-being? So it's not, it it was a very long explanation to give some background, but it's really a very easy, quick method for clearing and then programming a crystal. So that can make them even more uh, powerful then. Yes, they can. It can. It definitely can. It would amplify their energy because by by actually doing that process, it it puts that thought form again. It puts that intention of thought form into the crystal. So by combining all these together, then that helps balance out the chakras and helps on the spiritual journey that we're on. I think so. I mean, I like to see that. I mean, you could just pick one stone and work with it for all the chakras. But if you like to work with color, and you can work with color through the various aromatherapy products or with the crystals that you choose to use, you could use it in your the clothing that you wear and the jewelry that you choose to put on your body. And then because then you're acting with consciousness, you're not just, you know, granted it's fun and fun and fine to say I'm in the mood for wearing a pink shirt today, but if you're having a day that you feel like you might need a little bit more nurturing, then you might go into your closet and say, you know, I think I'll wear this pink shirt. So every time I notice the color, I'm remembering that I am supporting myself, I'm nurturing myself today. You know, you, that's that's how we can use it. It's like doing everything with as much consciousness as possible versus just rotely going through life. And that's what helps to awaken awareness. Now, because I know some people, you know, they have to wear uniforms wherever they work at and all. Uh, is there a way that we can still use crystals, but leave them at home to keep working for us? Sure, sure. You know, I believe that even the if you can't carry it in your pocket or it's inappropriate somehow to have it with you, you know, you could leave them in your car in the glove box or in the dashboard or in that little area around, you know, like where you have like a little place, maybe your ashtray, hopefully it's not filled with ashes. And um, Or you can also just remember the stone. Like there have been times that I brought a stone to mine. It um, might be in another country. It might be in another state, and I'll think about maybe my kunzite, you know. Now I have photographs, so I can look at my stone and visit them through photographs. In fact, there's a full-color insert in the center of this book, those photographs I took myself, and they're of my private collection of gems. Some of them were also borrowed from some of my rock hound friends that I've had over the years so that I could get a picture of maybe a little bit better quality stone. And so even looking at a photograph of the gemstone would help. Okay. So I'm not crazy then keeping my pockets full of different crystals. No. I have this, I think it's a great idea. I have this little, um, I would. I have a children's version of Chakra Awakening and I'm just waiting for the right publisher to recognize, you know, and, and who publishes children's books um, to publish it. And that hopefully is coming up very soon because our children really need and want it, and I have parents ask me all the time. But um, I call the book, I, what I'd like to call the book, is Rocks in My Pockets, Good Thoughts in My Heart. So regardless of what age we're at, the whole point is, you know, I may have some rocks in my pocket, and those rocks in my pocket 
pockets are going to help me stay focused on the good thoughts in my heart. And, and it's interesting because it's, the thoughts are in the heart center, and the heart center is the place from where if we focus our thoughts through our heart, that doesn't mean we disregard our mental body, but allow the mental body to work through the heart center because the heart center is, I believe, the center of ourselves and the bridge <coughs> between the upper three chakras and the lower three chakras. So we're combining the spiritual body and the physical body through the heart center. Yeah, it's interesting. When I go to the store and, and uh, I go to reach in my pocket for change and out come a whole bunch of crystals and they look at me and it's like, well, you know, i got a pocket full of crystals. <laughs> That's great. Do you have a favorite rock that you like, Michael? Uh, mostly the clear quartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got and a they, couple uh, of different ones that I like working with, too, but that's mostly the clear quartz. And the clear quartz, you know, that they are on the, we have a whole chapter about clear quartz in this book as well, and they have different faces. The points have different faces. Uh, the geometrics of the faces create different vibrations and are maybe more beneficial for one thing over another. Yeah, I actually have one. Um, if you look at it just a certain way, it looks like an angel, in um, you know, or like a cherub, that's inside the crystal looking back at us. And if you look at it a different way, you can almost see the body of an angel with the wings in it. Wow, that's wonderful. So I love carrying that one. Every once in a while, it vanishes, but then it pops back up again. Uh, maybe it's an angel crystal, and. Changes dimensional frequencies. <laughs> so yeah, every once in a while I'll be like, "Where is that?" And it's like, "Oh well, a little pop up someplace." And sure enough, it comes back up someplace else. Oh, that's nice. Well, I know we're just about out of time, but I have to say this is a phenomenal book. And when will it actually be out on the mar- in the market? It you know, is. Barnes and Noble. Oh, it already is. Okay. It already is, so people can buy it at their local bookstore. I always like to encourage people to buy local, buy from your smaller, you know, metaphysical new age shop. But that's the first choice because I have I, I feel like I have to say that because that's what I want for my own store as well. And yet at the same time, not everybody has a local metaphysical bookstore. So yes, Barnes and Noble, um, but also um, Amazon.com is available and been available as well as Llewellyn. My publishing house, Llewellyn.com, they do sell to consumers as well. So, Or MargaretAnnLimbo.com, you know. Either way, and you said you have a store. Um, it's uh, You're in Central Florida, right? Um, I'm in uh, Tampa Bay area, so I'm on the West oh, Coast. Great. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to be at a, a store in the Tampa Bay area uh, called Mystical Sense, and I'll be there doing a meet and greet the author and book signing in that uh, um the end of May. So I think it's May 26th, 27th. I have to look at my own little website here. I do have a book tour up there. Oh, I'll have to check we that can. out then and and then go and meet you in person. Oh, I would love that. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, if people wanted to check out uh and know where I'm going, you could go to margaretannlembo.com. And the about page tells you about me, but there's also a link to my book tour 2011. And um, and I do have uh, an appearance there in that that area. 
Sassa, I think it's called. Is that, do I say that right? Oh, Sonoda Sassa. How do you say it? Sonoda Sassa. Sonoda Sassa. That's a fun name. I've, I, I've been to, like, the Clearwater area a number of times. Yes, it's called Mystical Fence on East Fowler Avenue. And it will be May 26th and May 27th, and I'll also be doing mini Angel Gemstone Oracle readings there as well. I'm trying to type this down here so I can uh, uh, put it in my notes for later. Oh, good. Well, thank yeah, you. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I won't be. Far, I wouldn't live too far from there at all. So it wouldn't be anything for me to drive out there and uh, stop in there and see you and and maybe bring my copy of the book and uh, have you autograph it. And... I would love to. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you for wanting it to be autographed. Oh yes. Well, I wanted it to read also because it helps for uh, to know ahead of time when I have an author on. Is to you know to have the book there ahead of time so I can actually read it and um, you know get some information for the for the show. Mhm. Very good. Well, yeah, I, so go I just want to thank you. I was just going to say thank you so much. And and again, if people want to get the book, it's called Chakra Awakening: Transform Your Reality Using Crystal Color Aromatherapy and the Power of Positive Thought. And uh, also to feel free to follow me on Facebook. I'm a real Facebook fan myself. I love to be on Facebook. And, um, of course, my website. And I do. I have a radio show, too. Did you know that, Michael? Uh, nope. Uh, learning a lot more about you since I've been checking out your website. <laughs> yes. It's uh, every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's called Chakra Awakening Radio. <laughs> so, uh that I'm looking forward to. So I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much, and hopefully I can uh, get you back on the show again real soon. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. You have yourself a wonderful evening. Okay, great. Thanks for everybody that's listening. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. And don't forget, everyone, check out her website, uh, margaretandlembo.com. Lots of uh, wonderful information on there, and you have to get this book. I mean, like I said, she sent it to me a while back, and uh, it says on, you know, in the back of the book that I have, uncorrected proof, no pictures in it yet, no nothing, and, um, you know, publication date of April 2011. And just a couple of weeks ago, I actually have the finished book. So, and it's it's just phenomenal. Lots of uh, wonderful information on there. So I'm looking forward to uh, when she's in my area to go ahead and meet her, and uh, you know have some pictures taken. Also, it's the fun part I get to do when I get to see them traveling and touring around. So hang in there. We're not going anyplace. I'm gonna take a short break, and we'll be talking some more.
right, everybody, I'm back. I just had to take a short little break there. So I hope you enjoyed uh, having Margaret and Lembo on the show with us. Very informative and uh, very educational. And uh, if you ha- haven't heard about it yet, visit, out her, visit her website and check out the book Chakra Awakening. It's going to be a very informative book and help you out, especially in uh, you know with everything that's going on with the uh, shift that's taking place. And um, it'll help you to open up your chakras and get you more in tuned with the environment that's around you. So it's been a lot of a lot of energy shift taking place lately, and uh, you know we're going to be experiencing a lot more of it up until end of this month. We're at Mercury retrograde, so we have to deal with that craziness for for a little while longer. So we just have to keep on being patient. It's kind of hard to do sometimes, where it's like you know everything's just going crazy. So if you're having a hard time on BTR lately, especially with our show, then you know that's what's uh, what's doing it. You know, I always blame it mostly on Mercury retrograde, but sometimes it's uh, BTR issues. So everyone's always updating software for something, and it creates a little uh, craziness there. So and I know a lot of you have been joining uh, the fan page uh, for Karmica. And want to know more about it, and uh, we've had some some information about it, uh, you know, on the uh, fan page and on the website, karmicastore.com. So when everyone's wanting to know, it's like, okay, what is it, and when is it available? And it's like, well, it's going to be available soon. We just want to wait until Mercury retrograde is over. Don't want to do any big uh, changes at all right now. So, but uh, we had we we had some little hints throughout the show tonight too. So uh, I just gotta keep you all guessing as to what it could be, but it will definitely uh, help change your life. It's uh, called Karma uh, Karmica, which is Karma and then Catcher C A for Catcher Karmica, and it's gonna help uh, you know catch the bad karma that's in your life. capture the negativity, help bring in some positive aspects, and uh, just do an overall transformation on uh, on your life right now. So, and, uh, no two are alike, and there's, right now, I think there's like six different ones um, that they have that'll be coming out so it'll bring in six different aspects into your life uh, of course wealth health romance so lots of different um, things in there so people are trying to figure out what exactly everything is but uh, you know we'll be giving out more information that's just you know they want to build up the hype for it that's always interesting when when they do and um, you know, I'm only being told to give out just so much information every once in a while, and even though it's like, come on, come on, we can just go ahead and do it now, and it's like, no, we got to wait. Mercury retrograde. So if you step 
of the newsletter on the website and through the fan page also on Facebook, uh, you'll also be getting more information on it too. So every once in a while we will uh, be able to go ahead and post some more information on there. And, uh, by next week you'll probably know you know exactly what uh, what uh, Karmica really is and what it will do other than what you've already been being told. And then after Mercury retrograde, uh, you know, we'll also have it uh, available for you to go ahead and purchase. So lots of good uh, good aspects and good qualities for it. So it's definitely going to be a good change for you. Right back in just a moment.
Alrighty, for those of you who are wondering today, that was from uh, Sarah Wiseman's band, uh, Martyrs of Sound. You can visit her website at sarahwiseman.com for more information about her uh, music. She's been a guest here numerous times, so she'll be back. She's taking a little hiatus, a little break and all, but then she'll definitely be back with us to do more readings and being a guest. And I know it's not up there yet. It'll be up there tomorrow. I have... Coming on the show, another wonderful guest, Brad Johnson, uh, channeled, uh, channeling medium. He's out of uh, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. So he's going to be with us for the full two hours. We're most likely be taking calls and all. So there's a uh, very interesting individual, like most of my guests are. They're all interesting. And they're all unique in their own little ways. Hey, don't forget, everyone, visit uh, the, the new, because I'm the representative for it, is Karmaka, K-A-R-M-A-C-A, store.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Find out exactly what, uh, you know, more information on what the uh, what Karmaka is. You'll also be... Um, Sorry, I got distracted there for, uh, for a second. Go ahead and check that out, and uh, you know, you'll learn more about what it is and all. And um, lots of surprises in store for being, um, you know, for being on the newsletter and all. And don't forget to visit my website, bethelightchapel.com, and sign up for the newsletter there also. And if you're looking for metaphysical supplies, herbs, herbal teas, all organic, no chemicals, no pesticides on them, and uh, all kosherly harvested, I guess they call it. Uh, visit my other website, BeTheLightMetaphysicalStore.com. And you can go ahead and order those. We have organic teas and uh, metaphysical, you know, smudge supplies and all. So lots of different little websites for you to visit out with lots of different information on them. And don't forget, you know, we can definitely use your uh, donations and all to help keep the shows on the air so we can have some Wonderful guests on like um, Margaret and all the other uh, wonderful people we've had on recently. So we'll be able to keep the shows going and uh, keep having these great guests to help you on your journey. So until Thursday night, everybody, have fun, be safe, and know that you are loved because God loves you and so do I.